0: The part where they're like, hey, we gotta act like zombies. yeah And so, like, pretending, like, uh and like, that's pretty good. And then the other guy's like, Ugh. And he's like, how about you, man? He's like, I'm not doing it. He's smoking cigarettes. He's like, no, you gotta, like, we gotta see if you're good. Be a zombie. And he's like, I'll do it on the night. And he's like, do it, night. He's like do it on the night. He's like, I'll do it on the night. And he walks out there and he starts. So, that's my new favorite saying. He's like, I'll do it on the night.
1: Hey, yo. We are Fantasy on Draft. I'm your host, NMFL, and hosting with me today, Maddie Saddy. What up, Maddie? What's up, brother? How are we doing? I'm good. And Joe Grift with us. How you doing, Joe? Excellent, man. Ready to go. Man, episode 30. Kind of feels like a milestone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Probably just because it has an even 10 number, but you know, it's cool. It still feels fun. Uh, man, we're in preseason. Yes. It's football. What does that mean? Lots of coach speak. Overhype. Oh, Everybody's a Hall of Famer right now. (laughs) The placeholders are doing great on the extra points. (laughs) For sure. And they're telling us about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every coach tells us about it. I'm excited for today's episode. We did some stuff, but I want to get a little housekeeping out of the way. Uh, We are on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. We'd love to have you follow us, rate us, review us. Drastically helps people find our show when they search for us. We have a Facebook page at Fantasy on Draft Podcast. We also have a Bad Fantasy Football Trades page that's fun to see people post bad trades that were offered or bad trades that were accepted in their league. We like to see them shoot. They might even make the show. We're also on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Fantasy on Draft. Check us out there. Patreon is a place you can help support the show financially. For as little as a dollar an episode, you can help support us and keep this podcast running. Keep us talking to you each week. Seriously, even a dollar an episode, maybe a cup of coffee a month, helps us a bunch. Helps us with the cost of running and putting out a podcast. There's also perks, being a Patreon member, including mock drafts that we've done with P- Patreon people, rookie rankings, and our Discord channel, which we've had a little bit of stuff on it, but once the season going, it's going to be lit as the kids say. Um, but I think that'll be fun. I think that we'll, do, you know, we'll do a lot of start, st- start and sit stuff on there and keep up with some injuries and stuff. I think it'll be fun to have people. So if you want to be in a group of people that are talking fantasy all the time, join Patreon, join our discard. We'd love to have you. Where are your
2: people? I want to see some bets on there too. If your fantasy league has some bets, that's a great place to share. Our league gets crazy with bets, so we'll be sharing some of the stuff we do on there and we want to see what you guys are doing as well. That'd be awesome.
1: Started to run out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Been around for twelve Inspire years. Me. Inspire <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> Speaking of just real quick, Maddie, you just had one that you did yesterday. Uh,
0: yeah, I posted it yesterday. Had to uh, watch a French musical, and it was three excruciating hours, and it was just god awful. In
2: the theater and sober.
0: And sober, yeah. yeah. I mean, I walked in and they're like, "Would you like an elysian?" Because they see me there all the time. They know me on a <laughs> first name basis, and I was like, "Yeah, that's a day." They're like, "Are you sure?" Because <laughs> you're watching a French musical for three hours. <laughs> It was it was awful, man. I couldn't, like I, I didn't think it was going to be that bad, but it was just oh, excruciating. Had a
2: cigarette and a glass of brandy or something?
0: That w-
1: <laughs> I would take a pack of Marlboro Reds in there with me if I could have, nice. just to yeah. feel something. <laughs> As someone that wasn't part of that bet, I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> For today's episode, we're going to talk a little NFL news and notes. We're going to do a 12-pack of some overs and unders. We each came up with some... Some numbers for some players who want to see how the, how the rest of us land on it. We're going to introduce a new segment called Drink It or Drain Pour? Question mark. Then we'll end the show with our Drunken Trade of the Week. But first, let's get into our beer of the day. Joe, you want to, you want to hit us up on what this beer is here? Sure,
2: yeah. Um, this is from uh, Alesmith in San Diego. It's a Speedway Imperial Stout. Uh, there are some adjuncts to this, I believe. Uh, this is just an imperial stout with some coffee in it. Comes in at 12%. Um, per description, it is stout's ominous pitch black appearance has become a hallmark of this modern-day classic. Chocolate and roasted malts dominate the flavor, supported by notes of dark fruit, toffee, and Caramel. A healthy dose of local roasted coffee added to each batch brings out the beer's dark chocolate flavors and enhances its drinkability. Despite its intensity, Speedway Stout's fine carbonation and creamy mouthfeel make it smooth and surprisingly easy to drink. This beer ages very well and will continue to mature for, mature for years to come. So there it is. Um, Nick, I'm going to throw it back to you. What do you think?
1: I really like this beer. This is a beer that um, we've had uh, multiple times in the past i think we've had it at different bottle shares and stuff
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i i love the stout i love the coffee in it it's not super over overpowering, um but there's definitely some coffee there um i think it's a little thin for my liking but i've had their barrel aged version and that's right that's a lot you know but for for just an imperial stout that you can find around Fairly not everywhere, but you can find around. Mm-hmm. Uh, i'm I'm definitely one of my favorites for for just picking up a stout. I know not a lot of people just pick up a stout and and have them, but right. we kind of do. Um, <laughs> I will mention that it is out of San Diego and their socials are at alesmith Brewing and www.alesmith.com Maddie, have you tasted it yet? I have. Um,
0: I'm out of the gate I'm gonna say right now it's I feel like it's a six out of ten and it's their description is spot on. Uh, it has a great mouthfeel um, for being a 12% uh, stout. I will go on record and say stouts aren't my favorite type of beer, so they really have to knock my socks off. Uh, it's not bad by any means, but it just feels kind of bland to me. Um, it has, you know, you know, the toffee and caramel in it, but for me it just feels very basic. Um, I, you can absolutely have a good time with this, but for
1: me it's, uh, yeah, I'd like a 6 out of 10.
2: All right, Nick, do you have a number on that?
1: Um, I would probably give it a seven and a half. Okay. Um, it's not one of the best stouts that I've had ever, but it is definitely, I mean, if what, when I'm thinking of a stout, I do like to just, you know, to drink the stouts and stuff. It's definitely one that I would reach for again and again. Yeah. You know, it's not one of those ones that's like, oh, I just had it once and I'm fine with it. It is definitely one that I would, I would like to have again, but yeah, just a little thin for me in the coffee. I don't know if I like the astringency. It's a little bitter for me. Yeah. So yeah, I'll give it a seven
2: and a half. That's funny. I'm right in between you guys. I was at a seven flat. Um, this, uh, yeah, it's one of, that I will go for if I'm looking for a stout just to drink on a you know a regular basis. But um, it is a little thin. But it's you know as far as barrel age goes, you know I, I like the KBS. I like those. Um, so I enjoy it a little thicker. But honestly, sometimes it's nice to have it just a little thinner. And it's not one of those milk stouts. It's like five six percent. And You're like ah, the flavor is kind of good, but it's just. It's too thin. I think this is right in the middle. I would put it below KBS for sure, but I'd give it the nod over Narwhal just a little bit. Okay. And at 12%, I'm like, damn, this is this is pretty good. It gets the job done, um, and it's not too bitter for me. It's like I love New Glory, right? They have really good beers. Their stouts are crazy, but they're like a they're like a chocolate bar. They're so right, sweet. Right, so totally. like man, yeah. like. Blend maybe of these two would be good. Yeah. So anyway, you know, if you're looking for an approachable stout that's still like high ABV um, with some coffee, if you like the bitterness and nothing too sweet, for me, this is my jam. It's a good regular one for me. So seven flat.
1: Okay, yeah, I agree. I agree with the the narwhal take too. Though you know now here in Chico we can get barrel aged narwhal in cans for very cheap. That's and true. Yeah, I love. Uh, grabbing uh, we're and spoiled and by I that. I did stock yeah. up once I saw that. Did yeah, you know, yeah,
2: that's a great deal.
1: All right, we'll get into some NFL news and notes. Um, it is that time of year, there's a lot going on. We'll start off Deshaun Watson. You know, after last week, we mentioned he was suspended for six games, but the NFL appealed. And we haven't really heard anything, right? I mean, we didn't hear anything today. No news. I did. I saw an alert that Deshaun offered to settle at eight games and like a $6 million fine. But, it's
2: weird to me that he can do that. Like know if he's
1: calling the shots. <laughs> I don't know if he can. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I haven't heard anything one way or the other, but
2: it takes me back to childhood or even older in childhood, like pre teen teen. My parents are like, All right, what do you think your punishment should be for that?
0: <laughs> I'm like, I don't know.
2: A week? And they're like, Ha, six months. I'm like, oh, no.
0: You can stay up till ten thirty. <laughs> well, what about midnight? Eleven <laughs> thirty. Perfect. <laughs> This this is my question. You said six million dollars fine. So that goes towards the NFL.
1: I don't honestly know where that money goes. Yeah, that's yeah.
2: Uh, We're gonna research that. We'll we'll have that answer on the next podcast because that's a good question. That is
1: a good question. Yeah. Like, cause why should
0: the NFL get that money when he wasn't?
2: I want to say it goes to some sort of like charitable fund yeah, or yeah. like a players retirement fund or something, but I don't know. We'll we'll have a better answer next time. Massage. Probably into
1: something like that. Into like the players, you know fund that the nfl pays the cte fund (laughs) but yeah we'll look into it because yeah we're not sure that's a good question man so just a quick edit we recorded yesterday which was wednesday august 17th today is thursday august 18th and today the news came out that deshaun watson was suspended for 11 games The NFL and the NFLPA have agreed to a settlement Thursday that will result in Watson serving an 11-game suspension to start the upcoming season and a $5 million fine for violating the league's personal conduct policy. We will react to this on our next episode, but felt like it needed to at least be put in here so that you understood that we were following the news, but when we talked about it yesterday, it hadn't happened yet. But okay, here you go. Back to the scheduled program. Uh, Zach Wilson, he suffered a non-contact knee injury. It looked bad. Joe, You did you see it? I did.
2: Yeah. That's. That, you're, I mean, yeah. You never like to see the non-contact. You're like, oh yeah, he was grabbing his knee and it was non-contact. Uh, you're like, Well, bye.
1: Yeah, we definitely – I feel like as a – well, as NFL fans, but definitely fantasy people, that's one that we all just cringe at every time and are worried that it's season-ending, but that's not what they're saying.
2: Yeah, the good news is the ligaments seem to be intact. I mean, meniscus is what they went in there for. Um, They they don't have to be super specific. If that was the only thing they did, great. Um, And if it's a small tear and they didn't actually repair it, which clearly they didn't, if he's coming back in two to four weeks, that means – It was not a repair it was just a meniscectomy meaning they just smooth it out and clean it up and get him back out there once he feels better uh the bone bruise might stick around and linger but it's really you know that can be managed with you know pain meds and whatnot and he should be okay so all in all pretty damn good news considering
1: all right brown center nick harris likely done for season after he had his own knee injury um, that hurts the O-line, hurts Nick Chubb, hurts Kareem Hunt. Hurts the whole offensive line takes a ding from that. That's kind of a bummer.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, that's supposed to be a high-potent offense, especially if uh, Watson does come back and play at any point. But just having those running backs in the backfield, you're going to want that solid offensive line. Uh, that should be interesting to see how they bounce back. I don't know who the, uh, the replacement is. Um, luckily, the talent's so good back there. Hopefully,
1: they are able to bounce back. I heard the replacement just blew out his knee as well. Actually, I, I don't know what who the guy's name was, but I heard he has a knee injury as well. So sounds like they're going to be on third string center already. Oh, so man. that's Yikes. a bummer for, for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. But Lots of false starts. Yeah. A ton yeah. of false starts. Um, did you see this alert, guys? The the James White role? There was multiple alerts going out this week about different people that are playing the, the James White role. For the Raiders, Amir Abdullah... Stop it. ...was said... Stop it. Isn't he like six years past in that role? <laughs> he, the alert said that he was going to play the James White role in their offense. And Ramondre Stevenson, it said that he's practicing in James White role. A mean anything or beat reporter nonsense? Well, first of all, I just like the fact
0: that they're already using that as a term. James White was such a stud, and we're all bummed to see him go, because he was just fantastic. But when you are idolized that way, where they want other running backs to play that role, like when Debo, you know, uh, Tyreek went to Miami, like, the Debo role, it's like, oh, man, really? That, yeah, you know? <laughs> totally. That's me? <laughs> 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 but, uh, man, that's it's hard to replicate that kind of role. And, hey, nothing against these two running backs. I'm sure they're going to do just fine, but that's a high... Mountain to climb right there.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll say nonsense for Amir Abdullah. Absolute yeah, nonsense. Yeah. Throw that out. Ramondre Stevenson, I I see that. I think he's gonna have a big role
1: there, even beyond the James White role. But I'm I'm hoping the same with Ramondre has a bigger role than just that. And yeah, I mean, Kenyon Drake.
2: Come on. Yeah. I mean, <laughs>
1: they got Drake. Jacobs,
2: they got Drake. I know they hate Jacobs. We <laughs> talked about that last episode, but and they drafted White, who's, who's right. more of a bruiser, right? He's not so I much so, like a James yeah, White yeah. guy, but yeah, exactly. they got
1: enough going on there and get out of here with that. Sounds like it sounds more likely that Alvin Kamara's legal troubles are not going to get dealt with until 2023. So for redraft leagues, Sounds like he's going to be good to go. I mean, his ADP right now, he's in the second round. Do you, you think it climbs all the way up to the first, or how do you guys feel? I think he's late
0: first. Um, even with that weird offense and uncertainties, he's such a stud. And I think with a team that's going to do check down passes all the time, he excels in that department. Um, yeah, it seemed like a lot of mock drafts, and his ADP, it seems like he was like mid to late second round, depending on what's going to happen. But now I think he put it back in the first.
2: Yeah, I, uh, right around the turn, I think. Yeah. I mean, there's still little nerves there, but, yeah, if you, I mean, <laughs> the courts are that backed up and whatnot. I mean, it's just the nightmare is that something comes down super late
0: right, and then you right. lose right. him Could for the playoffs, the playoffs. Yeah. or,
2: you know, right, crunch time. But, yeah, I'd say he's right at about the turn.
0: Sounds if, like right now he's a set it and forget it, man. Just put
1: him in the lineup and yeah. rock and roll. Yeah. If, if I knew a guy that picked 12 in a 12-man league, I think he would want his ADP to stay where it is, right. but that's just if I knew a guy.
2: He may dissolve at 11. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Which is why I didn't like this news. <laughs> Elijah Mitchell already dealing with a hamstring injury. That's, oh, man, those 49ers, what is it? They can't stay healthy.
2: I heard they're changing the, the turf. Is that true?
1: Oh, and Levi?
2: And their well, in their practice facility, they oh. have some turf, and I guess they they're like top of the league in injuries so far, and dating back the last couple of years. And I had you know, a patient of mine was saying that they're actually looking at pulling that stuff out and putting in you know grass or a different kind of turf because it's like they're they're confused. They're like, why does this keep happening? And turf has been an issue for yeah. a lot of guys. Was
0: it the Jets Stadium? The Jet Stadium. Everyone tears their uh, their knees up over there. It's on the Is East Coast. It? I, yeah, it's recorded the most ACL injuries because I don't quote me on that's the Jets Stadium. I just know it's East Coast, and I it's terrible, man. It's like recorded the most knee injuries, and so. Well,
2: but, it was interesting because Levi. You mentioned Levi. Levi had all those issues with their actual grass, right? Like sections were like slipping out. People are yeah. losing their feet. Whereas turf, it's not going anywhere. No, so gives. if you are going back and forth, yeah, that's not that's not great. Yeah, you're not
0: confident on your feet
2: at all. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hopefully they can get something figured out and something fixed there because it's tough to see. I know, Maddie, you have some Elijah Mitchell shares and yeah, ready to ride him this year and.
0: I think – I like what they're doing, though, and Shanahan's just like, you know what, we know what he's capable of. Let's go ahead and just – let's rest him. There's nothing that's going to change with preseason or any practice between now and the beginning of the year. So it's like, okay, you got a hamstring injury. Obviously, that's a – you can take a long time to come back, and if you re-injure it, it's going to take even further. So I like that they're just like, you know what, just sit. Just sit. You'll be fine.
1: You know, week one, hopefully you're ready to go, and we'll rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys have heard of this guy named Damian Pierce. (laughs) Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, he went first ballot <laughs> five carries for 48 yards, which was a 9.8 yard per carry. PFF, they said he was the highest rated running back in preseason week one. And John McClain, who is John McLean underscore on underscore NFL on Twitter, whose Twitter handle list him as retired from the Houston Chronicle, said, If rookie running back Damian Pierce isn't starting the first game against the Colts, the Texans aren't putting their best lineup on the field. How do you guys feel? Man, that is a lot of talk. I mean,
0: as someone who hasn't faced an actual starting squad, I think it's just hyping up a young guy who, you know, hopefully has some potential. But, yeah, that is a lot of talk.
2: I mean, being the best player on the Texans is like being the tallest midget in the room. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i i i i don't know that it's it's relevant like obviously he's looking good and i've heard multiple people say it aside from john mclean underscore nfl but um yeah I, I don't know it seems like too much hype
0: it's it's a microscopic sample size and it's yeah. i would also like to know like, did he run one of them for, like, 35 yards? And then 20, 20. 20? Yeah. Okay. So he had one for 20. Yeah. And so I, he had four for 28, which is still pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I would like to see, you know, the Texans kind of be somewhat interesting and competitive since they just give away anyone who's decent on that team. So
1: if he is good and he does this, they'll trade him halfway through the year. I think that, I think, you know, he, when he was drafted even, I think there was top that he has a line to become the starter there. I think that he is doing well, doing the things he's supposed to be doing, but you're right. Houston is going to be a bad offense, yeah, and yeah. they're kind of grasping at anything that's going to make them seem like they're an okay offense. Right. So,
2: And even if he is really good and they're not really good, fantasy-wise, he's okay.
1: Right, right. So, I mean, yeah, right. The best he can be on that offense is not running back two, you know, even like yep. okay, running back two. So yeah. I would say definitely take a flyer on him late, but don't draft him over somebody that's starting it for another NFL team for sure. Agreed. And, and we
0: have seen, you know,
1: good running backs prosper in fantasy that are
0: on terrible teams. I mean, it's possible, but yes, yeah, so it's such a small
1: sample sense. Yeah. Ken Walker, Pete Carroll told reporters that he's undergoing a procedure, but that it's not a sports hernia. So it's a separate procedure, plus a sports hernia. But then I read some other stuff that said that the surgery was for the sports hernia. So I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> so, Me either, yeah. I haven't dived into it at all. but Sleeper, I clicked on his name on Sleeper, and it said he's targeting a week one return. So yeah. I guess bad news is it does sound like he's going through something and he's going to sit yeah. out you know, pretty much the rest of the preseason, which is kind of tough for a rookie. Yeah, trying to prove yourself on a team. Especially when you're behind Penny, who the way he ended the season last year.
2: He's also dealing with something too, hamstring, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I did watch a little bit of the Seattle versus Pittsburgh game. Um, again, preseason. I have no idea what the, what the defense was for the Steelers, but Walker looked good. Yeah. Like he's shifty. He finds the holes. I saw him catching balls. I saw him running. He was patient. He was attacking holes like. I hope he's okay because I think he's going to be fun to watch. Yeah,
1: I, for I sure. Do too. Some of his college tape was crazy good. Some was of it? stuff at, at Michigan State was just unreal. And he didn't catch the ball in college. Like I think he had, like I think his his last year he might have had one or two catches, and he had like eleven catches for his college career. But in high school, he caught it all the time. Yeah. So he was just in offenses that that wasn't part of their deal. They didn't throw to the running back. So that's great to see him already catching balls in the preseason and stuff like that because in a, you know, can he catch, fail pass, he's definitely a pass, but we haven't seen it, you know, so.
0: I do wish I could have uh, listened to that uh, Pete Carroll uh, telling the reporters, just like, well, we heard, you know, Ken Walker's – it's not a sports hernia. It's like, (laughs) oh, okay, so is it a a sports hernia? (laughs) Because it's really weird you just said that and it's out of nowhere.
1: (laughs) Well, I probably read it a little funky, but, yeah, it is weird that – they're they're saying it's not and then i mean then there was other guys ian Rappaport, who i'm never super happy with his stuff was saying it was the the surgery was for that but then shefty was saying no usually i side with Shefty. Got i side with shefty yeah. yeah yeah we'll see yeah hopefully yeah. i drafted him number two overall in a dynasty league so okay in my rookie league so i don't mind it yeah hopefully he's back yep This week's show is brought to you by the great people at A&J Party Supply and Rental Shop. They have all your party needs. Doesn't matter if it's a wedding, birthday, prom, or graduation party. They have what you need. They have a great selection of party supplies and rentals, and they will happily deliver for your next occasion. They are located here in Chico, California at 1801 Esplanade. Find them online at www.ajparty.com. All right, let's dive into our 12-pack of the week. What we did is we're going to do some over-unders. We basically picked some guys, and we set some lines. We set their yardage or their touchdown total or stuff like that. And we're going to go through our list, and then we're going to to see. We're going to give you our over and under and what we think. So, Joe, why don't you start us off with your first one?
2: All right. The over-under line for Christian McCaffrey total yards, so rushing and receiving, over-under, eighteen hundred total yards this season. Matt, what do you think?
0: I'm going under. Uh only because I just feel like he it, it's CMC and he's a fantasy god, but he has a lot to, you know, come back to and I uh, I wanna see it happen, but I just with this offense, I, I don't see it. I think he gets close, but I don't think he breaks eighteen hundred.
1: I'm gonna take the under as well and I think that it's mostly because they're going to limit him a little bit. I think again yeah, I think yeah, he'll I, get, that, I think yeah. he'll wanna get close to but I think they're going to want to hold him back just a little bit.
2: OK. Yeah, I think those are both fair guesses. I, you know, I said it high because I feel like that's kind of the potential if he stays healthy. And in theory, you know, he has a great quarterback there with Sam Darnold. I'm just kidding. It's, it's going to be Baker. I know I'm going to lose that bet with Nick. But you know, <laughs> he's got Baker back there. I think the offense will be better. Um, I like Matt Rule. I, I don't know. The guy, the guy gets me fired up. So anyway, I, I I do agree that's a little high. So the under is fair, but I'd love to see it.
0: My yeah. heart wants the over. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's works. one thing yeah. you want to see it happen, but yeah. it's I, if I have to go on record, I don't think he gets there. Yeah. All right, Maddie. Uh, I got Justin Herbert at thirty nine and a half total touchdown.
1: I'm I'm definitely going to take the over. I think that he easily gets into the forty plus. I, he just wings it around too much. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I will also take the over. I'm not like, oh, way over. But, yeah, I I do have a significant share of Herbert. And I think he's going to be, you know, he's been, I think he was like 31, 38. I think he just hits a little bit more next year and just hits it with
0: 42. Uh, I (laughs) am going to take the over as well. And, yeah, I agree with you guys. One of the best offenses in football. Um, I think they realized what worked last year and how it got them so close. And I think, yeah, 40, 41, 42, somewhere in that range.
1: All right, my first one, Austin Eckler, 13 and a half touchdowns. Joe, what do you think?
2: That's a great line. That's a really good line, and it upsets me. Um, Wait, I'm you, gonna, you
0: already took Herbert on the over. Uh, on right, <laughs> right.
2: Um, but uh, some of those are going to go to Eckler, so I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm going to go under. Um, he's been pretty durable, but also missed a few games here and there. And, he, you know, he's not old, but he's getting older. Apparently, Kelly looks good, allegedly. They got Spiller coming in. Maybe they spread it around a little bit. Um, An offense is going to be good, but I'll take the under barely.
0: I am going to take the under as well. And just because I think it's, if they get within, you know, they get to the goal line, I don't think he's going to be rushing it. I think they're going to give it to Spiller. Um, And uh, I think it's going to be closer to like 10, 9 or 10. And I think they're going to be mostly receiving.
1: Okay, I'm going to take the over, but I think it's going to be. 14, maybe 15, yeah. but I mean he, he catches a lot of touchdowns. He caught eight he last does. year. Yeah. last year he had 20. He had 12 rushing touchdowns, and he, I think he had like the most or the second most rushes inside the five. Oh wow. I mean they leaned on him at the goal line last year. I think they're going to lean on him again this year, even though Spiller is in there and Kelly is preseason talking right. But um I just think that with Spiller being a rookie, I think they're still going to rely on Eckler for this year. Next year, I probably would take the under, but I think he's going to be over this year.
0: And that's what I like so much about this over under right now is that we don't know the exact statistics of last year. I mean, we're not Rain Man here, so we're just kind of go with the eye test and what's going with our gut. And I mean, that's a huge number. I didn't know, I knew he had a lot last year, but I know it's that much. And like you said, inside the five, that's crazy. I mean, he wasn't, I mean, James Conner went nuts last year, and he kind of, right. he, I guess Eckler got lost in that shadow. But yeah, it's a, uh, I mean, that is a good line. And yeah, it's going to be fun to see what happens there. All
2: right, number two for me. Matt Ryan, forty five hundred passing yards, over under. Over.
0: Okay. <laughs> With confidence, I think Ooh. he's. In, I think he's in. I think he's going to eclipse five thousand. I think he's going to go absolutely nuts over there. Um, <laughs> I I really like this offense. I and I am for some reason like I don't have a lot of Matt Ryan. I think I'm in one league, but he's another guy. I do want to do or I want to see do really well, but I just think that offense is just poised to just kind of go crazy. And I I mean. You got this stud running back. You got Pittman over there, and I think he's just going to sling it.
1: I'm going to take the under, but just barely. I think he's going to be in the 43 and a half, 4400 yards. And the only reason I'm not taking the over, I do really like him. I like some of their wide receivers. Michael Pittman is a dog. I love him. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor. That's that's right. the only reason. I, yeah. I think that he is uh, too good. I think he is going to uh, run a lot, and so I think there's not going to be enough yards in the field for Matt Ryan to hit that, to hit that number, but I think it's a good number. I think it's going to be close, but I, I'm going to yeah. take the under. Yeah, I, I,
2: yeah, I, <laughs> I set the line, so <laughs> I think it's pretty good. but um, <laughs> I, I'm in on this Colts team. Uh, I from a betting perspective, give me the over. I don't even know what their line is on their record if it's 11 and a half good grief i still might take it i think they're gonna be good that division is ass and i think they're gonna just dominate and i agree jonathan taylor is gonna run like crazy so i think matt ryan you know aging arms getting a little weaker than it used to be he's not gonna be slinging it slinging it so i would go under barely but i think it's gonna be a fun offense
1: he's still gonna be better than what they had with p river there and i mean oh jeez, so many started on some the of rivers. these other guys that played a little bit too long i don't feel like that's the thing with matt ryan yet i mean big ben looked awful his last year i mean I feel like Matt Ryan can still sling it. He
2: can still do it, yeah. And that line is pretty good, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, for sure. They're going to take care of him.
0: Yeah, and Jonathan Taylor thinks so, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Speaking of Jonathan Taylor, Maddie. Yeah, uh, let's just uh, keep this theme going. Uh, Over-under, Jonathan Taylor, 1,900 total
1: yards. I'm going to take the under. I think he'll be closer to 1,700, just because I think they want to get the ball in Nanny Hines' hands so much. They want to... They want to find ways to get Hines the ball, and I think that's going to be a lot of passes to him, a lot more designed passes. So I think that Jonathan Taylor will get some receiving work, but I don't think enough to get him up to 1,900.
2: Yeah, that's that's a good call. I'm going to take the over, but that Hines, yeah, Hines scares me, but I think Taylor is so good. I think he's going to get his, and I think he's going to be sniffing at that. I think he's going to go 1,500 yards rushing, so all he needs is 400 to get there, so giddy up let's take the over
0: yeah the uh, the numbers i pulled up when i did this he had 2,155 total yards last year uh 360 receiving um i think he's gonna come up a little short i'm gonna take the under i think it'll be close probably like 18 something but i, I don't think he's gonna eclipse that like you said i think heinz is gonna be involved a little bit um and i think they're gonna be particular about the check down passes and how they're gonna utilize him i don't think they want him to get hurt he is the franchise and i think matt ryan's smart enough to realize that And i think he's gonna try and throw it when he can
1: and he's gonna run it when he needs to Nice. All right, my second one is T. Higgins, and the line is twelve hundred receiving yards. Joe, what do you think? Over, over. Okay. Yeah, Higgins. Higgins is the
2: the real deal. I know Jamar Chase is an exciting guy, and that's that's Burrow's guy. But I think Higgins is going to be that number two that draws just enough less attention that he's gonna he's gonna feast. Um, Boyd's still there. It's going to get his. But I'm taking T. Higgins to have a big year, 1,300 yards.
0: Uh, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, I think over on the T. Higgins situation, he was a stud last year. And I think, yeah, he's a great complement to uh, Jamar Chase on the other side of the field. I think that's going to be a really fun offense. And uh, I think Joe Burrow is just going to evolve from where he's at. And he's going to realize how many great weapons he does have. And T. Higgins is going to reap the benefits of it.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the over as well. He had uh, 1,091 but he only played in 14 games last year. I think I think there's a lot of people out there that are worried that, you know, they're or they're, they're in the Jamar Chase camp, and they're like, oh, no, he's the best, so T. Higgins isn't going to be good. And other people oh, are man. like, nope, T. Higgins is the best. I think they throw the ball enough. I think Joe Burrow's going to throw the ball enough that I think they can both feast and do well. And every year there's always a team out there that has two wide receiver ones in fantasy, and they're <laughs> – it's been a while. There's only been a couple wide receivers under 1,200 yards that haven't been a wide receiver one on that season. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, we're in 17 games now, so that may change a little bit. But I, I think there's a chance that he and Chase are wide receiver ones this year. Yeah, I can I, see that. I was a big Boyd fan, and I was scooping Boyd up everywhere I can. But I just don't think he's going to demand the ball enough that I think both Chase and Higgins will feast,
0: yeah, yeah, these two studs just showed up, and you know just boyd just became obsolete almost immediately,
2: yeah, um, all right, that's me right, number three, Robert Tonyan injured now recovered, tight end for the Green Bay Packers, six and a half touchdowns over under six and a half touchdowns
0: for Robert Tanyan. I'm gonna go ahead and take the under um yeah seventeen games that is a very uh it, it seems like he should have more, but historically, Aaron Rodgers does not like throwing to the tight end. It just doesn't. I don't think he's going to get the volume. I think there's going to be, you know, you got some young wide receivers there along with Randall Cobb, and, you know, you're going to see some. I think he's going to throw it deep, and I think Tanya's going to have this um, more of a. He's going to run some routes, but I think he's going to have this, like, blocking tight end role. Um, I, I just don't see six and a half. I, I'm going to take the under. I think it's closer. I think he gets, like, five.
1: I'm going to take the over only because I feel like they have to go somewhere. And so I think that the argument would either be that Aaron Jones has 25 rushing touchdowns <laughs> or somehow I'll take the over. Tony going to get to seven or nine, you know, in there. Yeah. Um, I've been scooping up or trying to scoop up Lazard everywhere I can. I've been sending trades out for him. I think he's going to have a big year. I think, I mean, he'll obviously, I think, take the majority of touchdowns from Aaron, but. I mean, when Tanyan's in there, he throws him in the end zone. I mean, it used to be Devontae Adams, right? He looked at Devontae Adams every single play, I feel like. No matter what it was, whoever was designed to go, he was like, is that As somebody? you should, as All every right. quarterback right. 100%. should. 100 <laughs> Yeah. So, and he, I mean, he doesn't have that. And the other person we've seen him throw touchdowns to recently is Dunyan. So, yeah.
2: yeah, I'm with you. I'm taking the over. I looked it up. It was, you know, first couple of years, just a couple, you know, nothing. He had an 11-touchdown year before a decline last year in large part due to his injury but um i'm gonna say 10 i think he goes i think he's a big time target aaron we all know he's big on trust right he doesn't trust guys until he does and then he trusts them and i think tanyan's gonna be that guy he's a big body big target in the end zone that he's lacking um so yeah i mean it's funny when he only has one season over 10 but let's go 10.
0: Uh, speaking of Aaron, I was just watching recently one of his, uh, his conferences and he was talking to some reporters and he was trying to light a fire underneath the asses of all his, uh, new wide receivers. And I was like, Oh, I was like, he's getting pretty dramatic about this. And then I saw a clip where I don't know if it was Dobbs or someone else, but someone did like this double move. It went about 25, 30 yards and he literally dropped. it, it was right in the basket. And I was like, yeah, Aaron should be really pissed. <laughs> like, he's like, if this happens in a game, he's going to be pissed. And so I was, it was kind of, uh, you know, Aaron does this. He gets, he's, he's very vocal about when he's upset with his wide receivers. And uh, But I thought it was very interesting. I was like, man, he's getting a little out there. And then I saw the, the actual play. I'm like, oh, Jesus, that guy should have caught that ball. That was bad. All right. So I'm up here, and my next one is Jamar Chase over under 1400 yards. Nick, what do you say?
1: I'm going to take the under. And it hurts my soul to say that. <laughs> you have a lot of Jamar Chase, don't you? As much as I can. I'm just trying to get I'm more. Trying to get more. <laughs> um, I just feel like there was some things where T. Higgins missed a couple games uh, last year. And I feel like Jamar Chase was almost in the perfect scenario to do what he did last year to get over the 1400. So I think he'll be close, I think, and I think the touchdowns will be there. I think he'll have a great season. I still think he's top 2 wide receiver in dynasty, like he's he's great. I just think 1400 is going to be a little high. I think he's going to be close to it. I think he's going to have a great season. He'll definitely be a wide receiver 1 in fantasy. But I'm I'm going to say just under 1400 yards.
2: Yeah, I I'm not going to add much to that. I'm the same way. I think that's a great line. Um I think Higgins and Chase are going to be very close. And the only knock on Chase is that he's too good. So he's going to get so much attention. It's going to keep him under just barely. Um, let's go 1,300 each for Higgins and Chase. That's my, that's my
0: call. I like it. Um, I'm actually going to with both of you guys on this. Uh, I, I set the line after seeing, he, I think he had 1,500 last year. And I think it's going to be just a little kind of sophomore regression, just a bit. I think there's a lot of defensive coordinators going, we need to focus on this guy. We're not going to let him beat us. Um, and I think he's just gonna, he's gonna be a couple games where it's, you know, five for 71 or, you know, I think they are just gonna be, uh, some games where he just doesn't put on that show. And I agree. I think he's gonna be, he's gonna be very good this year. I don't think he's 1400 yards good. He also
1: caught a lot of like deep bombs Yeah. that those plays are always 50, 50. I mean, 50, 50 spread out right. I mean, when you're really good at it, you catch more than when you're not, but that's easy for a couple of those to go a different way. You know, someone. So, yeah, fourteen hundred is a good line though. My third one, Kirk Cousins, thirty-five passing touchdowns. That's a great line. <laughs>
2: That's a good God, line. you got to put a half in there. We can't be pushing here. <laughs> um, man, under. No explanation. I like it. Under. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Cook little and little Madison bit. is my explanation. <laughs> Cook and Madison. That's it. That's all I have for you. <laughs>
0: that was like a stunkle answer. Under. Next question. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the over. I think uh, I, I just... God, a guy just always puts up numbers, man. You always think Kirk Cousins is going to slump. And I just... I think he does a pretty good job this year. And with all the weapons he has. Thielen's healthy. You got Justin Jefferson there.
1: Um... Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to take the over. I'm I'm going to take the over as well. Um, he always he's just that guy like where you don't want to draft him on your team. You don't want to play him. And then at the end of the year, 4,200 yards, 30 plus <laughs> touchdowns. And he's, you know, quarterback number 11 or it looks like uh, he has one year where he was under 4,000 yards and he was lower than quarterback 13 one yeah. year, one he, year. He, yeah, wow. he threw 33 touchdowns last year. And missed I think one game, and he threw 35. In and this is including
2: Washington too. The yeah, the, Reds,
1: yeah, the Redskins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. He was with they, them. They, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they when he was, were Redskins. Yeah. Um, but you know, Kevin O'Connell is the uh, new coach, and he was the Rams' offensive coordinator last year. And the stuff I'm reading is he wants to air it out. Okay. He wants to you know put up some big uh, passing numbers. So I think. He's going to be over, and I think he's going to be a quarterback you can get late if you do the, you know, if you wait on your quarterback, a league winner, they, ha- if you will, <laughs> hey, they have a,
0: who's that young tight end they have? Was Irv? Is it Irv Smith? It? Big Irv.
2: Yeah, I traded him to Nick. Yeah, I hate I, everything. Man, he's Big got Irv. so many
0: targets yeah. over there. Yeah, I think thirty-five.
2: Yeah, over that. Yeah, Big Irv's going to gobble him up. <laughs> Damn it! All right, back to me. Last one, number four, Trey Lance. 625 rushing yards over under 625 rushing for Trey Lance.
0: Um, I'm gonna take the under. I think, uh, I think he will have a couple games where he, you know, breaks out of the pocket, gets happy feet, doesn't find a target, and rushes for, you know, has some good games. 625 is a big number. Um, I mean, that's that's 50 yards a game, roughly a little less than that. No, I. eh? Like thirty five. It's thirty five. Yeah, hmm. I still all don't of a sudden. <laughs> nah, I still don't see it. I don't see it. I think um, even if he does, I think he. I just don't
1: see it. I'm, I'm gonna go under. Okay. I'm gonna go over for certain. I think because he is not the polished passer that he's going to become. From a Niners fan, um, <laughs> I think he's gonna run times when he shouldn't. And I think he's going to—40 yards a game, I, I think he's going to do that. I think he'll have games where, you know, he Kaepernicks it for 180 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, there'll be some games where he doesn't run a lot, but I think, I think there's going to be times where another, even another mobile quarterback would be like, oh, I should make this pass to this guy. I think as you know a first-year starter, I think there's going to be times he's going to take off early, and I think he's going to hit that number.
2: All right, I, again, I set the line, so I love this line, so it's tough for me. I, I'm going to take the under, just, like, looking at looking – at, I l- try to look at rushing quarterbacks and, like, okay, what, what do these guys do? Um, 625 is kind of a big number, and I, every, you heard Nick's arguments. That's why I put the number that high. Um, I will go under just based on history, but would not be surprised if he goes over.
0: But my official answer, for the record, under. What also scares Wrong. me <laughs> What also scares me a little bit, and I'm saying this as a Niners fan, but I'm also thinking about just young quarterbacks who like to run, especially with how young he is, there's always the, I'm not saying he's gonna get hurt, but they do take that one hit where they're like, ooh. <laughs> I just got clocked by a three hundred pound, you know, line and I don't know and so I think he's gonna second guess. I think he will have some games, but I think he there is gonna be a time he gets his clock cleaned and he's gonna be like, I might throw this out of bounds instead of trying to rush for that first down right now. If he's
2: anywhere near the sideline and he gets tackled by a three hundred pound man, he's not rushing all that well. (laughs) So (laughs) that's why I took the
1: under. (laughs) What did Lamar do his first year? 1600 yards no, no 695 no. oh 695, 695. Yeah. was his his rookie year and then but the two years after that he, the next year he hit 1200
2: 1200
1: rushing rushing oh, sweet jesus and then the year after that 1005 yeah i was running back he, on the team
2: yeah and i looked i looked at fields and hurts i looked at josh allen what'd you um, see with them
1: yeah uh, Josh know. Allen ran a lot his first year, but right? it,
2: he's, it, he's not hitting. He's not hitting 600. I don't yeah. think. But he's a better
1: passer, and oh, yeah. true, for sure. For sure. The Niners are a good team. Yeah, that's like true. Like that's the some of those other guys, they're not. Their they were on team bad teams. Was not yeah. Good. I mean, Fields that he didn't even get the opportunity to be good, and uh-huh. I mean, part of it wasn't good. But I mean, the other way, I mean, their team was you know
0: bad. So this will be a fun one to revisit. This will be a fun one to revisit about be, yeah. about week fourteen and be like. He's at 515. <laughs> you have to double down like. Mm, yeah. We're gonna have like a graph chart where it's like,, uh, he's on pace. All right. Um, all right, so my last one is who's gonna have more receiving yards? Darren Waller or Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, okay. Kyle Pitts. Got it. Um, I too am gonna take Pitts. Um, I thought this was actually kind of an interesting one because Waller was not 100% healthy last year. I feel like Pitts is on more of a, um, I would say, erratic offense, and they don't really know exactly you know, who their quarterback's going to be you know, 100% of the time. I just felt like, man, they're going to throw the ball a lot, especially Devontae Adams on the Raiders. I feel like it's going to open up Waller a little bit more, and it's a little bit more of a safer play for Derek Carr. So I thought it was going to be pretty close. I'm going to take Pitts, but I think they're both – I mean, Pitts ended up with almost 1,000 yards last year. I think it's going to be closer than we think, but I will take Pitts.
1: I think Waller, I mean, hot take, but I think Waller's going to be, like, tight end nine. Oh. I don't, he doesn't interest me really much anymore. I know it's
2: a bummer. I like the dude. I love the fact his, his recovery story, um, he just came, kind of came out of nowhere and was just on fire. And then he watched the end of the season last year, and, yeah, he was, he was banged up, but Carr wasn't even looking at him. Yeah. Like and he didn't have Devonte with him, his boy from Fresno State. Right. So, ugh, I see Waller falling off pretty bad, which bums me out because I like the dude. But yeah, Kyle Pitts is on his way up. Waller's sadly on his way out.
1: Okay, my last one: Ezekiel Elliott, twelve hundred yards rushing.
2: I will hop on this under. I uh, we've, We we kind of danced around this, I don't know, in the last episode or two. Uh, I mentioned Jerry Jones, like, oh, he has to be the focus of the running attack. And, um, you know, I'm sure that that carries some weight. But um, Pollard is good. That team is going to be decent. Dak's going to throw. Dak can run a little bit. I just don't see 1,200 yards from Zeke. He has declined every single year over the last four or five years. And it may bump back up, but not enough to get to 1,200 uh I am low on Zeke, so under twelve hundred.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, we did talk about this last uh last episode and I'm very high on Pollard as well. But I'm gonna take the over. I actually think Zeke's gonna tackle this. I think he's gonna have a couple games that are just astronomical there to be like one forty with a touchdown or you know, one sixty with a couple or you know. I think uh I think he's got something to prove this year and I think he wants people to know he's still there and he means something. Uh and yeah I think he's gonna do it I think 1200 he'll take it
1: I'm gonna take the over as well part of that's kind of my heart I just want him to do well and see it but I think they want him to do it so I think he's gonna be given the opportunities last year he wasn't healthy he still averaged over four yards a carry um he just he had five games that he had 10 or less carries where they just weren't giving him the ball he wasn't fully healthy I don't see that happening this year I see him Definitely, they're not going to be up to the 300 or so carries that he was a few years ago. But I just think they want him to be there. I agree. I think Pollard is great. And I know that we talked about him as a league winner, and I agree with that. But they're hurting for wide receivers right now. And I see Pollard kind of running more routes and being more as a, a receiving weapon, you know, than... Unless, of course, if if it's if Zeke is washed and Pollard yeah. does become, you know, they'll have to give it to him more. Yeah. But I just think that he wasn't as healthy last year as he is this year. And I think the Cowboys want to have him do well. And, like th- and you know, Jerry Jones is one of our biggest
0: listeners, and he does hear these things. So he's going to want to make sure that he eclipses that. So, Jerry, go ahead and, you know, just feed Zeke and see what happens. Yeah.
2: This is a worse take than coach speak, but um, I've seen some stuff out of him in training camp. And it's, this is this is Zeke, dumb Zeke or Jerry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Zeke, okay. thank
2: God. But I, I watch some guys, and they go through drills. And when they, you know, say like they're sidestepping and they turn to cut, these guys look like they're ready to go through a wall. Zeke looks like he's doing the drill. And so I, it, this, I mean, yeah, that's, that's i Small sample size. I
0: I but did you see him take those two guys down today lower the shoulder and absolutely drop that free safety see
2: no (laughs) see I didn't see that so it's a a small take but (laughs) I I question Zeke's um, his motivation his work ethic ethic, his motivation his you know we talk
1: about guys being dogs I'm not sure Zeke is that guy I I could I can see some of that for sure I just feel like He's more of the practice? We're talking about practice <laughs> where you put him in the game and game speed, he's willing to go. He's gone. I agree yeah. with you though. I mean, you you and I just in our own personal lives, that would never be anything we would do. We would We're be not okay to practice, yeah. we yeah. would be you know right. but I, I just can see some of that. And I, I just think Jerry Jones wants him to be good. all the coaches are talking about how they want him to be good, Dak's talking about, you know. Yeah. I think he's gonna be force fed. And then we'll find out. If he's not good, well, that'll be the end of Zeke, and he won't be good anymore. But they're paying him a lot of money mm-hmm. and money, money talks in the NFL. So. For sure. We'll see. We'll, uh, we'll come back to this, guys, and we'll get back to it at the, the end of the year. We'll try to you know look these over and, and try to put some of this stuff back on an episode and, and hold ourselves accountable for, yeah, that'll for be what fun. we did here. <laughs> could, be fun. could be fun. Could be terrible. <laughs> this could be real bad. <laughs> All right, we're going to do a new segment called Drink It or Drain Pour It. Basically, you know, are we buying it or are we selling it? Uh, we kind of did the same thing. We came up with a couple ideas, and we're just going to run them by each other. And if you if you like it, you're going to drink it. And if you don't like the take, you're going to drain pour it. You're going to pour it out and say, no, you're not going to drink that beer. So uh, yeah, we're gonna jump right into this. All right, Matty, get us started. Your first drink it or drain pour it. All right, so my question is in a very
0: mysterious backfield is if Aaron Jones, if he's gonna lose the backfield to AJ Dillon this year, in my opinion, I think he does. AJ Dillon is younger. I think he's a stud. He's bigger. He's gonna be faster, and he doesn't really have um li- he he doesn't have that kind of like injury past. I think that Aaron Jones is used more as a passing back um and i think aj Dillon takes over the majority of the
1: uh rushes this year i'm drain pouring it i think jones keeps the job i think um i think aaron but he said trust i think aaron trusts aaron <laughs> and uh <laughs> i think jones is better i think dylan is on his way but i think i think Jones keeps it this year
2: yeah i'm pouring that out too i think uh fantasy wise they will not be super far off so dylan may be the better value if that's what we're talking about but no i don't believe jones loses the backfield it may be more of a split than it has been in the past and i think it gradually progresses that way toward dylan but no i think jones is still the guy i think he still eats plenty
0: so no I'm, i'm pouring that yeah, I just think for – I mean, I, agree, I understand where you guys are coming from. I've just seen a lot of stuff that's coming out of, you know, A.J. Dillon lately, and I just – I think by the time this year is over, I think A.J. Dillon is over 50% taking the, uh, the rushing in the backyard – or in the uh, backfield. I think it's going to be 15-12, like, at a rushing attempts. So I think uh, A.J.
1: Dillon's going to take it. Okay. My first one, Devontae Adams with Aaron Rodgers was scoring 11.5 touchdowns per season – Uh, receiving touchdowns, and I want to know if he keeps the same pace with Derek Carr, and I say yes. I say he easily catches 12 touchdowns with Derek Carr as his quarterback. Drink it, pour it out. What are you doing, Joe?
2: I'm going to drink it. Um, I don't know about easily, but I think that's a good number. I think 12 is definitely doable. Um, Talked a little bit earlier, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams have a great connection going back to Fresno State. I think he looks at him a ton Um, and I think he's a better target in the red zone in the end zone than uh, Renfro and Waller I'm a little worried about just you know he seems to be getting older and and falling out of favor a little bit so yeah I think that's a great number I I I will say yes he maintains it not that Derek Carr is on Aaron Rodgers level but I think he's very capable and will look to him a ton so yes he hits 12 or better
0: yeah I'm gonna drink it as well I think uh just basically on something to prove alone, they're going to make sure this happens. They want to prove they have that connection and that they have this rapport with each other and they want to make sure that, you know, just in Raiders nation, like we got this guy, we're paying him. Let's make sure he gets these points. Um, and I also think they have a lot of weapons on that team. I think they're going to be distracted a little bit with Waller and Renfro. Uh, yeah, I think he clears 12 easy.
1: Yeah, I agree. Joe, what do you got?
2: All right. We're sticking on the uh, the Packer train here, even though Devonte's gone, but, um, a lot of talk about, especially on ESPN today, oh, my gosh, the Packers' offense is in trouble. Aaron's pissed. He doesn't feel good about his team, his receivers, blah, blah, blah. Um, Packers' offense is in trouble. Um, I disagree. I think the Packers' offense is going to be potent. I think they will be a top 6-7 offense in the league, and their defense is going to be studly. So I say absolutely not. They are not in trouble. Their running game is more than solid enough, and Aaron is capable of finding receivers that will catch the ball they are not in trouble. They will be easily in the top ten offenses. I'll say they're they're a top six offense.
0: Um, I'm gonna go ahead and drink it. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, I think that Aaron's one of those guys that it doesn't matter who the wide receivers are going to be. Like, I've always said this. you can send the tall boy out there. He's going to end up with you know six receptions and you know seventy four yards. I think he'll you know do the best he can with the options he has. Uh, I think he'll they'll do well again. I don't know what their record is going to reflect, but I do think that. Even if they are down, their offense is always going to be potent, and they've got a lot of weapons
1: uh, regardless of Devontae Adams. Uh, Yeah, I'll drink it. I'm going to drink that their offense is not in trouble as well. I think that they are not going to be the offense that they have been, I think six is a little high for me. But I think they could easily be a top ten offense, and I think that anytime you have Aaron Rodgers going, the offense is going to click. It's going to do good. I'm not certain them as a team – as a whole, it's going to be as good as they've been the last couple of years. But their offense, I'm in, drinking that up all day. Nice. And, yeah, now
2: speaking of betting, like we talked about earlier, this is another team I would clobber the over on the Packers this year. Their defense is going to be stupid. And if Rodgers can just keep that offense going anywhere near top ten, good grief. Their their record's going to be good. I'm put, a homer,
0: but go. Put, bet you, it. put you on the spot real quick. How many yep. touchdowns for Aaron Rodgers this year? 34. 29. I'm going to go high 30s. I actually think it's going to be pretty high. I'm going to say like 37, 38. Would love to see it. How many I mean, interceptions? Four.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: right. Right. Over under three and a half. Yeah.
0: I'll take you over. <laughs> yeah, I have it too. Um, so for my uh, my second one here, uh, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, Derek Henry bouncing back from his uh, surgery he had last year in his foot. and He's got a plate in there um if Derek Henry's still gonna be the workhouse or workhorse by the end of the season they think that you know basically with how often they lean on him and how much usage usage they're getting out of him if it's we're starting to take a toll and seems like they're trying to maneuver and if they drafted his replacement um if he will still be the workhorse by the end of the season I think he still is I think he is an absolute beast he's just a physical specimen you've seen some of his workout videos. they're Terrifying. Um, I think he still gets 20 rushes a game week 16.
1: I'm going to drink that up all day long too. I think that he doesn't care about his workload. I think he wants it all. I don't think the coaches care about his workload because I feel like they're in complete win now mode i mean they were the number one seed in the afc last year which people forget because now people are like who's going to be their quarterback they just drafted a new quarterback is derrick henry going to be back i think they're going to try to do everything this year that they can and if they need to give him 450 carries it, you know he'll do it for sure and I, I don't think he cares about the future i mean there's some people out there that do i think he's like he run fast
2: <laughs> yeah i will i will shotgun i will beer bong this one uh, yeah 100 percent. he's the workhorse by the end if anything he's not the workhorse at the beginning they kind of go easy on him just try to kind of float survive uh the first few weeks make sure he's okay but by the end of the season good grief let him eat i mean brown is gone um the passing game is not going to be quite as good um so yeah henry is going to be the workhorse at the end of the season absolutely
0: What's really fun about Derrick Henry, too, is that you'll... I mean, if he's ever on your team, if you guys have ever had him or you're just watching him, he'll get to halftime and he'll have, like, 12 rushes for 31 yards. And then he gets stronger as it goes in the fourth quarter. He'll have 107 yards on... Right, he right. just running guys over. He gets stronger as he goes. I Yeah, he is so much fun to watch, and I think he
1: is going to still be a beast uh, at the end of this year. Everybody okay. drinking. All right.
0: Everybody drinking.
1: All right. My number two. Russell Wilson will be the quarterback one this season i think that that's kind of hard to you know him or the field so i'm gonna change it a little bit and just say he'll be a top three fantasy quarterback this year um but i think he's gonna cook there we go (laughs) yeah
2: i'm gonna go ahead and drink that one <laughs> Audio effects for the win there. Um, yeah, Russell Wilson, that, that offense is going to be amazing. He's got great receivers. Um, Russell's been solid. I know, Nick, you were saying that you don't necessarily You think he's one of the best quarterbacks in football, he's one of the, not necessarily fantasy, right? I,
1: I think that's exactly. I think he's one of the best NFL quarterbacks in the league, hands down. As a Niners fan, when we would give Seattle the ball and they would have 48 seconds down six, I knew we were going to lose. As a fantasy asset, I mean, he was always good. I mean, he has a couple number three finishes. He does have a number one finish. Um, I mean, but he just was always the guy that would have a 50-point game, and then pretty soon Pete Carroll would be like, you're not throwing the ball this right. game, and he'd have right. nine points, 11 points. So I would like to stay away from him when he was on Seattle in fantasy, but not this year. Yeah. I'm, I'm all in.
2: That's fair. Just just for record, the in his history, and again, so – you have a really good point that some weeks he puts up 50, right, and you win by 40, which doesn't help you in the weeks where he does 11. But in his history, throwing out his first year, after that he went 8, 3, 3, 10, 1, 9, 3, 6, and then 16 last year because he was hurt like a ton. But, um yeah, he's good, and he's only in a better situation now. So I, I would I would not have agreed with number one just because there's too many good quarterbacks out there. But top three, let's go. Russell Wilson.
0: Um, I am going to pour it on this one, and just for one big reason, I think it's because of how new he is with these wide receivers. I'm worried about chemistry a little bit. I think he's going to be a stud. I think he's going to do very well, and he could easily be in the top three. But I think he's going to fall closer to a five or six. Um, I'm worried about him not being on the same page with, you know, Cortland Sutton a couple times and, you know, those, that's a stud, you know, wide receiver crew. Um, but I think there is going to be a couple like lines that are crossed. Um, I, you know, in comparison to, you know, he got Josh Allen out there. He got,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, you got Patrick Mahomes working with guys. They've played with for a while now. I think it's going to be interesting to see how it develops. He is one of the best, you know, but I don't think he's going to sneak in the top three this year.
1: Yeah. I, I just think, He's going to an offense that wants to move the ball and throw the ball, where Pete Carroll did not want to do that. And in the AFC West, every game is going to be forty to forty something else, <laughs> fifty to fifty. I mean, yeah. those—that's the most exciting division right now. I mean, Derek Carr is easily the worst quarterback in that division. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and he's and, good. <laughs> and what is he a top eighteen quarterback? Yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, in yes. fantasy, he was. 12 or 13 last right. year and he's easily the worst. Yeah.
0: Cool. And just That's crazy. And just to piggyback, uh, P. Carroll did want to throw it, just not the right times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, sure. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, Joe, what do you got for us?
2: All right. Uh, my last one here, a lot of talk about this. Um, Antonio Gibson. He is out as an RB one. He is out as the Washington RB one, which is, Ipso facto makes him not an RB one.
0: I'm gonna pour it on this. I think I'm sorry. That's it. Go yeah, for that's it. it. Uh, I'm gonna pour it on this. I think they, you know, apparently they drafted an absolute stud. Um, but I think they did that to nip at the heels of Antonio Gibson in an offense now that is gonna gonna be playing from behind a lot. I think they're gonna utilize him a ton and I think he's gonna actually have a couple games where he puts up some massive numbers and kind of reestablish himself as an R B one and People are going to draft him as an RB, two or even a flex play in some leagues. I think he's going to do well, um, and I don't think he loses the
1: starting gig in uh, Washington. I'm going to drink it.
2: Oh, no. You have so much Gibson.
1: I have all the Gibson. (laughs) I'm going (laughs) to drink it that he is out as a running back one, but I don't think that he's out at all as Washington's number one, and I don't think he's going to be terrible. I think he's going to be good. I think that's a great thing that you're saying, Matty. They're trying to light a fire under his ass. Because he fumbles. He that's does fumble, man. He fumbles. He and
2: Which is weird that you put him with the punt team if you have a fumble problem.
1: Well, right. yeah, but if you are somebody and you're saying, hey, motherfucker, stop fumbling. right, And you keep doing it, you know what? Go to the punt team. Right. go over there I don't want you here I don't want you with the offense so the option is he sulks and he goes and he works with the punt team and he doesn't try to work on it and he keeps fumbling and then he's out completely yeah show us how much you want this job show us he works on it What, what was the movie where the guy had to carry the football around there was a there was a college football movie I think and the the player had to carry the football everywhere he went and like yeah, people were always trying to I don't know. Huh. Come on Trivia, it. man, what is that? Uh,
2: yeah. But like I don't he had to know. carry it. it sounds and, familiar, but yeah. And I don't if know. anybody
1: brought the football back to the coach, he had to like just run laps or so. Just he'd be walking around campus and people would be trying to like swat it out of his hands and stuff. <laughs> But I think Gibson was flirting with R B one Numbers to begin with, uh, you know, the last couple of years he was hitting it, but he was right near the end anyway. So I think, I think he's, I think he stumbles, but I think he's a solid RV, too. Okay,
2: yeah, I, I, I weird we're buying or selling or drinking or pouring, but I agree with both you guys, I think it he will be the the number one in Washington Ron Rivera he Ron Rivera says a lot of stuff doesn't right? he ever he that says a lot of stuff shut up. so he came out and was like all right yeah I'm excited about Robinson because he's going to be our thunder and lightning just like he had in Carolina and he already had McKissick so I was like what the heck like he must really like this Robinson guy um so I still think Gibson is still the guy. I think he just tries to, like, get competition going. So I agree with all everything you guys said. I would put Gibson as the Washington RB1, and he's borderline. He's kind of like RB1, 2 at the end of the year. Probably more like RB2. Yeah. That's
1: my take. I do have so much Antonio Gibson, you have. Though, yeah, I, I don't blame you. him. Oh, my gosh.
2: Redraft, I was all over him I last know. year. But.
1: I also, though, I, I did get Brian Robinson in quite a few places, so, mm-hmm. you know. That'll help. So now you got
2: that nightmare. You got to figure well, out who it well, is.
1: Well, I'm just saying, if you have Antonio Gibson, you should drastically be trying to trade for Brian Robinson, for Chase and J.K. Dobbins. And Concur. A bunch of firsts. <laughs> if you're listening, Joey. All right, guys, let's get into the drunken trade of the week here. This is brought to you by at Bad Fantasy Football Trades on Facebook, and this one was posted by the Saquon Barkley owner um he has Saquon Barkley and he was offered Devonta Parker and a 23 third now I know that there's some hot people and some cold people on Saquon so I'm hoping we all think this is a bad trade but Matt what do you what, what side do you like here
0: yeah I mean even if Saquon plays six games this year <laughs> I think you still take Saquon on the side uh Yeah, this is bad all the way around. You know, I mean, I like that they threw the uh, 23 third round kicker in there. Like, hey, maybe this will get him. It's like you didn't want to offer him the second just in case. But it's, yeah, this is bad all the way around. Um, I actually think Saquon's going to have a decent year. I'm not going to say he's going to be absolute stud or going to bounce back to what he was. But I think he he also has something to prove. And uh, I think he's going to do well this year. And this trade is obnoxious. Joe?
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, you want Saquon on this side. Sure, there's question marks. Saquon's not going to be original Saquon, but he's still unquestionably the man in the New York Giants football team. And no one trusts Daniel Jones to throw the ball. So he's going to get more than enough volume to be super relevant. Parker might have a little revitalization in New England, and a third could be something, but those are. Those are way bigger question marks than Saquon, so I want Saquon all day, every day.
0: Yeah, not not Easy. Saquon, some, Saquon something. So like that, not, that's a huge number to try and back Yeah, to. yeah
1: it's, I mean, it's
2: yeah, this is super lopsided. That's yeah. silly.
1: Yeah, I agree. Saquon all day long for me. I think he's actually going to bounce back and have a really good year. The question, I guess, to me would be though, would you rather have Devontae Parker or the third? <laughs> Fair. Parker. <laughs> I, I take Parker, man. I like Mac Jones.
0: I think he's going to throw the ball out.
1: I think him and Parker are going to actually hit it off. Uh, Yeah, I could see them easily having 750 yards. I need to go
2: pick (laughs) up Parker off waivers so I can offer you a trade. (laughs) Right, right. All
1: right, guys, that's the end of our show. Thanks for being here with us. Thanks for putting up with us. Um, We'd love to have any feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Patreon members, we'd love to hear you on our our Discord. Tell us how we did. Um, Let us know. Let us know about the segments. Did you like the, the drink it or drain pour it? Did you... Uh like the the buy sell, let us know. Uh anything else on the way out, guys?
2: I would like to see people if they have any hot takes on these over-unders or the drink it or pour it on Discord. Let's uh let's get that going. I would like to hear people's opinions on that because we have our own, but I like to hear from the people.
0: And yeah. and, and their bets. Absolutely. Yes. Tell us about your bets. About like the bets. there's always some great unique bets out there. You're like, I didn't even think about that. That is fantastic.
2: In fact, On that note, we haven't offered a a prize. I want to go, um, let's say, uh, let's go a 12-pack of your choice from Sierra Nevada for my favorite bet this year. So if you post a picture, I will say pictures and videos will trump descriptions, but if the description is good enough, whatever the best bet is that happened in your league this year, I got a 12-pack for you at the end of the year so I want to see these and I want to laugh
0: so if you got good ones post them we will record Joe laughing we to determine if he actually like <laughs> and I I will I have a super embarrassing
2: one coming up and um, for patreon um, you guys are going to get the video I I'm actually sweating right now talking about it but I'm going to post this video for our patreon people um, so you guys can laugh at me in public when you see me
1: for non patreon people feel free to Find us on our Facebook page, Fantasy on Draft. um, Or you can reach out to us at fantasyondraft at gmail.com. And that is Draft, the old school, D-R-A-U-G-H-D. But, yeah, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from any of you. Uh, Cheers, friends. Tip your bartenders. Cheers, y'all.